this scripture passage is strange. It's one of the passages that we like to skip over in the Bible. It's, it's so weird they didn't even put it in our lectionary that some churches use to preach through the Bible. We leave it out because it leaves us with some stirring questions like, why does Jesus hate fig trees? Does Jesus get hangry? When Jesus gets hangry, does he lose control, just cursing fig trees left and right, as I curse traffic left and right when I'm hangry on my way to Chick-fil-A? <laughs> and then when the disciples inquire, Jesus, why did you do that? They're met with something that has seemingly nothing to do with the fig tree. It's a weird, weird passage. And to understand this passage, I think we need to look at the whole chapter in Matthew, the whole chapter 21, because there's a lot that happens. The first verses, the beginning, the first story in Matthew 21 is Jesus's triumphal entry into Jerusalem. As Jesus entered on a colt and they put the branches on the ground and they shouted, Hosanna. It's what we celebrate to kick off Holy Week, Palm Sunday. It's exciting, it's thrilling. And then the next story is the story where Jesus enters the, te the temple where the money changers are. And he turns over the table and he drives out the money changers. And then he cures the blind and the lame who then come to him in the temple. And then he leaves for the night. He leaves the city of Jerusalem. And on his walk back into town, his walk back into the holy city is where we locate our story. And that's, that is a lot of buildup. There's a lot that's happened. And for those of you wondering, when is Brett going to talk about Greek? Because it is Greek 101. We'll get there. In the story before, when Jesus drives out the money changers, that kind of becomes the central part of the story, right? It's been depicted in art through the past 2,000 years. It makes for some great jokes about Jesus driving people out. But the critical part of that story is that Jesus heals the blind and the lame who are outside. They come in to the temple and they are healed in the house of prayer. So Jesus has entered the city. He's hailed as the son of David. Remember David, the great king, the great conqueror. David was the one who conquered Jerusalem and made it the capital for Israel. He was not only a great king, but a great warrior. And so surely Jesus, this son of David, is coming to lead them in a revolution against Rome, who's occupying them. It's after all Passover week, Passover, when we celebrate when God liberated the Israelites from the Egyptians. How poetic that on Passover week, Jesus will come through and will create a violent uh, uprising and we will throw off the fetters. It's a very poetic, beautiful idea. But that's not what Jesus does. Jesus goes to the temple, he flips the tables, and he denounces not just the money changers, but the people inside the temple, the insiders of the religion. He calls them a den of robbers 
And that word for robbers is actually too light. It doesn't get the full scope. The word refers to those who steal and rob with the threat of violence. Those who come to pillage, to specifically cause violence. That's what that word means. And so what Jesus is doing is saying, I'm not here for violence, but to heal those you have made outsiders. The lame and the blind who are on the outside of the temple walls, those are the ones I'm welcoming in to the temple, to the house of prayer. So finally, all that happens and we're to our passage. And Jesus speaks to the fig tree about not bearing fruit, and he curses it, and it withers. Now, whenever fruit is mentioned, it's mentioned 13 times, I believe, in the Gospel of Matthew. It's never referring to literal fruit. It's always referring to some sort of ethical, how are we supposed to live? So Jesus is working out this metaphor for us and for his disciples. And the metaphor is saying that there is judgment for those who don't live their call to bear fruit, who don't care for the outsider, who don't allow some inside the temple walls. And then he goes on and says something spectacular. He says that it's through our faith, it's through our asking in prayer that we can not only wither fig trees, but we can cast the mountain into the sea. And remember, Jerusalem is on the mountain. Jerusalem is the center of cultural life. Jerusalem is the center of religious life. It is what people have made pilgrimages towards. It is the center of everything. And Jesus is saying, even if that's cast into the sea, I am still God. Even if the systems that you have created and built up fall, I am still God. I wonder how many of us look at the world we live in, look at our culture, maybe our country, maybe our government, maybe our history, and just think something has gone terribly wrong that we're heading in the wrong direction. And there's nothing we can do about the problems in this world. And if we're not careful, it's easy to just fall into a fatalistic view of the world, leaving us in a state of despair. But this, this is where the word for today, that Greek word, is so important. That spectacular word that we call faith. In Greek, because this is Greek 101, in Greek, the word for faith is pistis. Now, pistis has this wide semantic range. It can be translated as faith or belief or trust or confidence or even fidelity or faithfulness. And I like that range of words because faith is a big word. And we come to it when we read it in scripture. We come with our own preconceived ideas of what this word is, our own baggage even of what this word is. But having that range of English words encompasses how big and massive and important faith is. 
Faith is the operative word that Jesus uses for the idea of completely restructuring the systems and expectations that are at the core of the disciples' lives. Faith, trust, belief, that's how we overcome the daunting challenges in our world today. Faith that God has the justice to set the wrongs right in our world. Belief that God's love is greater than the world's hate. Trust that God's grace is greater than my sin and our country's sins and our world's sins. And confidence that God's resurrection outlasts the pain of death. Fidelity to God's call for us to demonstrate Christian love in the world, even when that appears foolish and silly. Faith that God is the one who will do this through us. Belief that those outside the temple walls, those who have been excluded outside society and the church would find a home in God's love. And I know all the things I just listed are a huge Task. They're a ginormous ask that we would go out into the world. But with faith, it's faith because God's the one that does it, not us. It's God's ability to move mountains through us. And, it's, and Jesus understands that this is hard for us to grasp. Jesus understands that this is scary. And so he says, go to God in prayer. And ask these things. Ask with faith and you shall receive. So when the world seems dark and grim, ask to see God's light. If being the one who invite to, to invite the outcast in to worship into God's love seems terrifying to you, ask for faith in God's courage. It's no mistake that it says that Jesus flipped the tables of the money changers upside down because that's what Jesus does in our lives. He flips our worldview upside down. When we're terrified to do something, when the world seems wrong, Jesus flips our world upside down so we can have a clearer view of the kingdom of God. A clear view where we view where we view faith not as an attribute to feel guilty about because it seems like we don't have enough, but to view faith as a gift of God spurring us on to be the hands and feet in this world. A clear view where pistis, our belief, gives us the courage to not be afraid when the world seems turbulent, but to listen to God's call about how we should act and be this very day. A view where our pistis, our fidelity to God, invites us to keep living loving lives, even when it's really, really hard. Beloved in Christ, you have been given the gift of faith that is capable of something more impossible than moving a mountain. You have been given with given the gift of faith to bring the light and love of Christ into a deeply hurting world. So let us go out in prayer and in action 
and in faith, bearing the fruit of the Holy Spirit so we may bring the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. Thanks be to God. Amen.